I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickard. And this is Dispatches, Dispatches from, from Fort Awesome, awesome a, a news radio, radio podcast. podcast. All about Lorenzo music. Um, <laughs> Jen is not here. She is on the ether. Our guest this week is the delightful Brett White. Thank you so much for being here, Brett. Hi. Thanks for having me in uh, Fort Awesome. It is nice and cozy. You are. Thank you. You're the only other podcast that I know of that has ever even talked about episodes of news radio, uh, you know, uh, in bulk. Uh, in, Wait, in really? I think so. Because, I mean, that's why we started this one. Oh, wow. Uh, nobody was talking about it. Uh, and then I find your show afterwards. I'm like, oh, well, somebody was at least. Thank Christ. But yeah. I think, so I, yeah, I host Must Have Seen TV, um, mm-hmm. a podcast about the sitcoms of the 20th century, so anything before December 31st, 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I intro every single episode by saying, from I Love Lucy to News Radio, so I'm mm-hmm. mentioning the show in every I know. episode. I know, that's why it's like, oh, thank good, thank good, thank <laughs> good, is what I said. I think it's, I think, I think it might be the show, I've, I've talked about it, I think, four times, because mm-hmm. I've done... Uh, Halloween. Mm-hmm. I've done uh, Xmas Story, mm-hmm. Arcade, and yep. Presents. Yeah, yeah. So, what is I your favorite episode? Uh, Let's start there. God. I'm glad you picked Arcade because it is my favorite. But yeah, Arcade. I really. I mean, those four. I really love. I really love those four. I really love Halloween. Yeah. Um. Because Bill looks very handsome in his Hamilton costume. Of course, he looks great. <laughs> but, but also, I mean, it's just so I I love um my like Maestro Rump Shaker are a reasonable facsimile. <laughs> I I love that line. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. Re- I'm trying to. I'm looking through the. Uh, I I meant to have this. You're fine. I, I will tell the audience as you as you dig uh, the audience. Like <laughs> we decided since you and I have been emailing back and forth. We're like, well, what do you want to talk about? And you decided the show as a whole, which is fine with me because we haven't done like a just a general sort of uh, like not a recap, but a, just a general coverage of the entire uh. show. We are going to come back at some point. We're going to loop all the way back to the pilot with, but that's because we're having Paul Sims on to discuss the discre- huge discrepancies in the two pilot scripts and the actual shot pilot. Oh, wow. Very different. Very different character beats and stuff. It's weird. <sighs> very different characters, but really. Very different characters, for sure. <laughs> I really love, God, I also, I really love uh, Xmas Story. I mm-hmm. watched the, they're the, the, the holiday ones are the ones I watch the most because I rewatch holiday episodes every single year so mm-hmm. if there was a thanksgiving mm-hmm. episode i'd be watching that every thanksgiving mm-hmm. but just like you know a bunch of tapes of stupid stuff falling out of closets <laughs> like the <laughs> that like it's just so it's such a perfect episode of news radio i think yeah just it is high farce i mean like him giving all of the miatas <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, like beyond that, I also I really love uh, Super Karate Monkey Death Car. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the Public Domain also great. Yeah, anything 
the cane, of course. Yeah, of course. Like that's that is honestly the thing is it is there isn't a bad episode in the first right. four seasons. Right, 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 right. You know, so it's kind of like I could just put on uh, any of them. I will say, in terms of like personal uh, attachment, mm-hmm. uh, presence was huge for me because mm-hmm. just seeing. Uh, I'm pointing to it. That Boba Fett action figure on television. And <laughs> <laughs> what year is that? Like '96. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, what what I can't impress on the youngins enough is okay. how much of a non uh, entity Star Wars was for about ten years, sure. which sounds like I'm crazy. Right. But from '85 to '95, it's about right. There. Yeah. It was nothing. Like, mm-hmm. there was no Star Wars. Uh, I was the only kid in first grade that liked Star Wars or <laughs> even knew what it was. <laughs> and so when, when, they, when like, Dave mentions, like, the Cloud City of Bespin on, <laughs> on must-see must TV, I was like, oh, my God. And even, like, the credits where it's, like, Boba Fett figure, figure courtesy of J.T. Hutt. So like, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Fucking it was nerds. like, oh, my God, this show is for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Well, even, I mean, uh, I hate to. I, I hate to use the term nerd culture, but I mean, it has the the beginnings, the seeds of of what we've seen in Community and stuff. I, I'm sorry, guys. I know I bring up Community a lot, but it is an influence <laughs> on that show. And uh, yeah, it is. It, it is this very like you sort of feel at home. This show is comfort food. I mean, I think I've established that. News radio is my comfort food. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for and that's one of the reasons. Sorry, Alan, I we interrupted. Did, no, I was just going to say, we did really, I, I agree, like we it did really feel like till this show, like we saw much uh, uh, nostalgia nerdum, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Especially just yeah, even well, Dave holding the sword saying, if you strike me down, I should become more powerful than you can imagine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> even Dave's Dave's love of Green Acres oh, yeah. mm-hmm. is sure. something that I, because I also love Green Acres and I loved Green Acres at the time. Well, it's and a place to be. Yeah. It's, it's the, Sorry. Uh, I'm living, man. Land spreading out so far and wide. <laughs> Keep Manhattan. Just give, just me, give me that Jamaica Queens, right? <laughs> um, but like, when I so like I also rewatched all of News Radio in 2017, I think, and I was doing a Twitter thread where I was like, every time I would watch every episode, I would then like sum it up in a tweet. Amazing, Love and it. I realized that like News Radio is a 90s Green Acres, like not so much in 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 its comedy style because oh. they're both just character driven, very surreal, very like, very just. <laughs> way too uh, avant-garde than you mm-hmm. would ever expect, but avant-garde in the dumb way, in a silly way. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so uh. is Pat Buttram Jimmy James? Because now I'm trying to cast it in my yeah. head. Yeah. Oh, I might have actually tried to figure that out. I mean, because <laughs> Oliver is Dave. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, God. Eb <laughs> is... Is he uh, uh, Matthew, maybe? Welcome to Fort Awesome. Yeah, I love <laughs> love Pat Buttram. How do you not? Have you ever listened to his comedy albums? Very no. weird, very different person on the comedy album. But as long as it's the same voice, that's all I care about. Yeah, I mean, it's apparent that must have been. I also have another record that I think, if I'm not mistaken, is him and oh my god, my brain is frozen. Hogan from Hogan's Heroes. Uh, oh, uh, Bob Crane. Thank you. It's a record. Notorious of the two of them. Bob Crane. Yeah, it's a record of the two of them. Um, because they both had radio careers, and I haven't listened oh to it yet, but it's oh something I want to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Bob Crane pre, <laughs> you know, everything. everything. Pre 
Uh, yeah, that just sweep that under the rug. Yeah. Well, would, Bob, would talk... Bob Crane into something weird? Do you want to, what, what? Oh, I'm gee. Kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, gee. Uh, gee. Well, so, I mean, first of all, you can uh, find the movie Autofocus yep, starring Greg Kinnear uh-huh. and Willem Dafoe. Uh, he made amateur adult movies. Uh-huh. Who play, was... Who plays Colonel Clink in Autofocus? Oh, well, I, I think um... it was Ed Ed from New, the, the pilot of News Radio, wasn't it? Uh, Wait. Uh, what's his... Are you kidding it's me? It's that guy who, oh, it, does he plays like the station <sighs> manager in Wayne's World or something? Oh, yeah. Like, yes, it no, is. So it, it is him, him. from, from yeah. the pilot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. My brain yeah. is just fried. I've, <laughs> I've talked to the man online. Jesus Christ. Sorry, my brain is <laughs> And you didn't bring brain. up autofocus, Jason? No, weirdly, I didn't uh, ask him about it. He plays Clink? Oh, that's so good. Because he looks just like Werner Klimper. No, he really does. That's a yeah. perf- That's perfect choice. Wow. You guys, the first movie I ever saw anyway. him in was No Holds Barred. <laughs> really? With him coming would up have been... with saying jock ass jock as an ass. insult to the, to the wrestlers and him thinking it was a genius idea and then keep using it throughout the entire movie. Huh. <laughs> not not a movie I've seen, weirdly. Not. You uh... will laugh at how not good it is, but... <laughs> sure. If, yeah, if I ever have an excuse to see it. I was not a real sports as a kid. Uh, I don't know if you can tell. You were watching news radio. Yeah, I was busy watching news radio <laughs> and taping it on my dictaphone and bringing those clips with me to Illinois on our road trip so I could just listen to them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not I, joking. I have little clips of Phil Hartman doing the rocket fuel spot and just listen to it. Yeah, I feel like when I first got like wave files or whatever, mm-hmm. I would I made like news radio waveforms. I know that like when my computer turned on in the late 90s, it played the Buffy theme in entirety <laughs> to the part where my parents were like, what? And it wasn't even like, it was me holding up a tape recorder to the TV. Of course. Like that was the quality of it. <laughs> of course. And then when I got the official soundtrack, I was able to actually put the theme. <laughs> Your life um, was complete. Yeah. The other the other big episode uh, has to be Coda because it inspired my... um. Artwork, the the Hamptons. Yeah, I think that's the one where they're mm-hmm. all trying to go to the Hamptons. Right, 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 right. That's uh, boy, yeah. We should tell people. Let's okay. We talked about it before, but we didn't talk about it on here. Uh, and I have this shirt thanks to Alan. Um, but it is. By the it way, is, it was uh, uh, at the time uh, I could not figure out what the best like nerd shirt that Jason. I'm like he he, he will actually go gaga over. And when when I found that, like just doing a Google search, many Google searches to find the right thing, it was like. Oh my God! This is it. This is it. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is Bill oh McNeil in his speedos with a cane, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. Yes. Um, it's it's great, and it, it is, is. It is like so. Like this is honestly like a weird, um, deeply like profound and personal like story kind of thing that I was uh-huh. working through. Uh, so like I mean like. I always wanted to wear speedos, like okay. just the, like I, I I wear them now, and I always wanted to. And watching news radio and seeing how everyone reacted to Bill, like with this like utter disgust. Sure, it's part of a string of uh, characters from '90s and '80s sitcoms who wore speedos proudly, but other characters shamed them as okay. jokes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, which like now in a 2020 2021 point of view is just like Jesus Christ, like just let them fucking be comfortable in their bodies, like <laughs> right, because right. it's it's Cliff Clavin from Cheers, sure, and um, Chandler from Friends, uh huh. And as a kid who like wanted to wear speedos, but grew up in Tennessee, and my parents would make fun of them, and you of know course. I was too nervous to like 
uh, assert myself. I'm also gay, so I think that helped. That's also part uh-huh. of it too. Sure, <laughs> but sure. Um, but like yeah, but like I wanted to, end, but like seeing those messages in these sitcoms like yeah. reinforced like you can't do that. You can't wear that. You shouldn't do that. Um, mm-hmm. And so it it conjured up a whole bunch of uh, layers of bullshit in my. Uh, Psyche, that once you turn 30, you're like, all the hangups, fuck them. Mm-hmm. So, so when, mm-hmm. I, when my husband got me an iPad Pro and I was able to start drawing, oh, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to do kind of like the old Marvel swimsuit uh, <laughs> specials from the early 90s where it's like, <laughs> here is Iron Man in a bikini and hanging out with Nick Fury also in a bikini. <laughs> Love those things. Amazing. <laughs> they're, they're just, they're very ridiculous. The amount... You would think that Marvel would be like, our audience is clearly horny teenage boys. Mm-hmm. But half of every single one of those issues are their idols in like the skimpiest. Love it. <laughs> so I love like, it. <laughs> I just love it so much. So I was like, well, I'm going to do that for sitcom characters. And so I did like uh, Bob and Emily Hartley from the Bob Newhart show. I did great. the Golden Girls. It's a really good I, drawing too, honestly. They're all very good. <laughs> and I did Cliff and Norm uh, from Cheers, Cliff and his Speedo. Wait, and then obviously, Wait, is that... I missed it. I got Where's to find the... it. Hold on. Oh, this, uh, so they a lot of them have been taken down oh, from. Oh well, no. because from, of um, rights from issues. Public. I'm, I'm surprised that uh, Bill is still up. I'm glad. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then and then and then Bill, because I wanted to do a series of art that was reclaiming these moments. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> that was like that was like reclaiming these moments of like this was a joke on the show, but I want to actually like draw Bill McNeil in the speedo that he is very proud of. Yeah. Uh, alone apparently because no one wanted to come to the of <laughs> to the beach with him. Uh, and so yeah, and so I uh, I did that. <laughs> oh, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just says the sun, the fun, the sea, the sand. Dot dot dot. Wait. My I speech. mean, there's got to be some comfort in knowing that, this, despite them making fun of Bill, he never felt shame about the speech. Oh, right? true. That's the... But he feels yeah. shame about nothing. <laughs> exactly. Also and true. that's the other thing is like, man, there's a lot of other reasons <clears throat> to not want to go to the Hampus with Bill McNeil. Yeah. You know, yeah, that yeah. you can that you can make fun of that doesn't involve people being uncomfortable in how comfortable he is in his body. Right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Which I also... I also love that, like, John Ratzenberger, Phil Hartman, and Matthew Perry are also, like, the most average of body types. Sure. Like, 100%. They're not, they're not like, uh, it's not like John Stamos <clears throat> and Tony Danza. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that for them. <laughs> but, and then Joe Rogan. If we're going to complete a trifecta, it's got to be Yeah, it Joe would be Rogan, like Joe Rogan would be the maybe one. maybe the most cut a person's ever been on a sitcom back then. Jesus it's, Christ. Well, like, when I tell... So, also, Tony Danza on Who's the Boss is, like, distractingly cut. And really? Okay. A, I mean, it was a boxer. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, there's, like, a shower scene in the opening credits every episode of him, oh, like, yeah. hey, hey! Uh, and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Mona, is... gave me the soap, Mona. Angel. Yeah, this is too distracting. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah no that's fair that's absolutely fair oh you my should, god we, you should cut episode just clips from who's the boss just uh-huh. string them together just tony dan's going hey oh ah, hey i mean it's got to be in there right i it's mean gotta it's got to be an right? option yeah somebody has to have done it uh brett i don't know if you've heard this show before or if how many episodes you have if you've heard it but um we had uh the prop master on jody mann um, and it's just coming up because you've drawn the cane in there. And I had to ask her, I'm like, so, you know, the cane, where'd you get the cane? You know, because I, I want to know where the cane is because it's got to exist somewhere. And I don't think she realized what she did to me when she said this because she didn't even remember saying this. 
because she doesn't have it. But she was like, oh, do you want me to bring the cane? Because this was going to be an in-person thing. And uh, my brain just started to melt in on itself. And then she's like, oh, did I say that? Yeah, I don't have it. I'm like, oh, oh my God. God. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Now, she did tell me where she got it. Uh, like the place she would have used. I'm trying to find what, because I can't figure out what that head is. Like, it's, I think it's a, maybe a duck or a swan's yeah. neck makes more sense that now that I say it out loud, a swan's neck. Um, but uh, she did tell me where I can find it. And I'm hoping, hoping to Christ we can, you know, put it back together. Like, make a fake one. Anyway. It'll be like the uh, very Brady renovation, but for Bill McNeil's cane. <laughs> oh, believe me. Brett, Brett, okay, can we talk about this? Because this is my dream. I have been told that the news radio set was sent off to a college somewhere, and now nobody knows where it is. I, If I, if my billion-dollar project, that fucking nerd in upstate New York who's rebuilt the Enterprise uh, from the original yeah. series, mine is news radio. How I would do, yeah. That's yeah. a weird... Mm-hmm. That's weird. It's very weird. It seems this, like it wouldn't be easy to miss. Like, it seems like if you uh -huh. had the entire news radio set, that would probably uh -huh. be easily Googleable. Yeah. My fear is then that somebody tore it down and threw it away, but yeah. It's probably Jason, it actually, it actually went to Broadway and they used it in Hamilton. <laughs> I'd, I'd forgotten. <laughs> I'd forgotten. You're right. I, I did watch it on Disney Plus, and now that I think about it, yep. Just the, you have the door you want. The booth right? is in the background, and Dave's door is there. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> I also just love, I mean, just in terms of, like, favorite characters and whatnot, Bill McNeil is, I mean, he's obviously one of my favorite characters, but I mm. see, like, a scary amount of myself in Bill McNeil. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to the point where, like, I'm aware that that's not a good thing. I was going to say, this is going to enter the realm of, like, psychoanalysis, but feel yeah. free to please tell me what parts of Bill McNeil are inside of your brain. <laughs> well, it's usually, like, it's it's my work me. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, you know, when you're bored on Twitter and you're tweeting like, you know, four sitcom characters that are me or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. always, I, I realized, I had a, I realized that like, I've always thought that I was Buddy Sorrell from Dick Van Dyke. But then uh -huh. I realized, I think I'm actually more Bill McNeil from News Radio at work because I am, I mean, it's not good. I mean, like, I will get very indignant and I will get very, uh. <laughs> Like, how dare you? I will not do that. Like, I get very, uh, kind of. And then, and then also, I'm the person that when we would go to work, I would wear, you know, ties and jackets and ascots, and like, I would dress up every day. And Bill McNeil is a, you know, put together fashionable man. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. And so, I, and the fact that he's like, I'm gonna have a cane now is like, I've, man, I'm getting close. Like, mm -hmm. you get me. Mm -hmm. There's All a lot of ridiculous stuff. I mean, in quarantine, I've discovered bracelets and pinky rings. So I'm like, I'm All getting right. close. I'm getting close to my husband will kill me. <laughs> Cane territory. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm surprised. I knew at 15 that I had hip dysplasia. Why I didn't lean into the cane at 16, I don't know. But I have a crappy one, and I cannot wait until the day I have, again, this exact replica. Because it's going to get used every day. Well, yeah, and that's good. That's that. That's uh, good for... Um, it's better than what Bill was using it for, yeah, which is... Sure. Sure, but if you dress people. the way you do, and I have seen the way you dress, you I think you're justified. People will be like, oh, well, there we go. That's Brett being Brett, right? I'm yeah. assuming. I mean, Paul Feig uh, carries a cane every now and then. Of course he does. So, uh, At one point, though, uh, when you start on this cane territory, you do hide a cane in every room just in case yeah. somebody takes your regular cane. Yeah, because your husband's so. going to start stealing them. 
Well, I mean, I live in a New York apartment, so I'd really only need like four. So, like, you know, okay. it's pretty good. You know, I don't have right. a, I have a limited number of rooms. We're watching a lot of Property Brothers, and I'm seeing all these. You know, oh my god, that's a lot of rooms in that place. So many canes. <laughs> also, if it's an open concept floor, oh yeah, do you have to then hide canes in every corner? And, I feel like yes. Yeah, the lack of walls makes cane hiding harder. <laughs> it does. It does. Well, like that's why you have to install a trap door, right? Well, that's why you cut a hole in the sheetrock. Yeah. Put it behind there. <laughs> You seal it back up, and then if you need an emergency cane, you punch through the sheetrock. You grab your cane. You're good to go. That's what you do. Uh, I also realized, like, I um, I also wrote a pilot uh, that was is essentially news radio. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, yeah, if we're just getting into, like, the aspects of my fandom. Like, yeah, I mean, that's, let's talk, you gotta talk about what it's done to your yeah. life. <laughs> um. I mean, like, I, so, like, when I was laid, I wasn't laid off, I quit. Thank God I quit. Um, Comic Book Resources, CBR, um, uh, which I was there for a long time. And when I left, I I decided to write a sitcom, a multicam sitcom pilot, but in the style of news radio about working at, like, a nerd website. Okay, sure. Um, and and I, I specifically went and, like, found news radio scripts that are online just because I was like, how the hell did they write this show? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, because... The the volleying back and forth and the way that, like, you know, A-plot starts at the elevator banks. It moves through the, like, coffee area into Dave's office where B takes over, then goes back into, like, the booth oh, yeah. where oh, yeah. B circles back into A. And, like, and it's all one scene of them just always walking <laughs> around. And, and like, that that is the vibe. That fast-paced vibe is what I wanted. And so, like, I, I did it. Um, it was really hard. It was really hard. Um, and I haven't touched that pilot in years. But I was the Bill McNeil character, of course. Sure. That was that was my entry point character was, was him. Ugh. I have to wonder, like, since, since this show is now, again, affecting, uh, well, again, at least our generation of writers, how many, how many sitcoms or how many pilots have been like, yeah, no, 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 it's because I loved news radio and I was basically stealing news radio. I mean, because, you know, there's just, there's only so many influences in terms of I want of more of them stuff. because yeah. I it's it like the multicam sitcom is my favorite. Like I love it. I, mean, I have an entire wall dedicated to it. I have a news radio photo up there. Mm-hmm. Um and Wait, what photo do you have? I'd it's like the know. one where they're all hanging off of the they're all hanging off of the roof and Matthew's holding on to the gargoyle. Oh, amazing. Yeah, okay. I pr- printed it out in, on nice photo paper. Love it. Um nice. But, like, I love the multicam sitcom, but it's gotten such a shitty rep over the past 20 years because mm-hmm. only boring people are making them, usually. Yep. Like, like all Lurie. of the... Yeah, and... Or, like, all these Netflix ones. And uh, it just drives me crazy because the acting has gotten... it. They've all become the Nickelodeon sitcoms, but oh, yeah. made by adults starring adults inexplicably. Mm-hmm. Whereas we don't have a modern news radio... That is yeah. multicam live in front of an audience, even though that format, with them moving so fast, talking so fast, delivering so many jokes, mm-hmm. pe- people have forgotten that multicam can do that. People think that you have to be community, like you have to be single cam in order to cram all those jokes in. Right. But I'm like, just watch a minute of news radio mm-hmm. and you'll see 10 jokes, probably, maybe more even. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I it's just true. want someone to do it again. <laughs> Agreed. Although one hopes it functions, it's a little less dysfunctional. Although who knows? It, it may maybe that's better for. I mean, those scripts you've seen them. They are in st- too long. 
They knew it too long. <laughs> and I, I, another thing that has come up on this this show and in some of the news radio live streams that we've been doing since the not we, but the, the group has been doing since the pandemic started. Uh, I spoke to Joe Fury and he has the VHS tapes of the original cuts of those shows, which are the full length. We're talking 50-minute oh episodes of News oh Radio Oh, my God. Why? why aren't those released? Well, that's why I've told him, bring those over, and I will digitize them immediately. We'll also have more content for the podcast, but... Uh, right? Yeah, you get it. Yeah, The look <laughs> oh on your God. face is... is, is, oh is yeah, they exist. So... Uh, so I, I'm sure he doesn't have the full run of the fucking show, but that means, you know, it's very likely because he wasn't there as much during the fifth season that this is heavy Hartman stuff, you know, oh, and I, yeah, I know. That I needs know. to be seen. Agreed. Well, I, I also think that, I think I've written about this at work a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. I just, I love news radio as multicam, as, as punk, punk rock sitcom, mm-hmm. because that's what it was. Like what they got on primetime NBC is fully wild. And the way that they routinely, regularly, uh, defiantly gave the middle finger to NBC over and over and over. The rat funeral episode. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. I love that whole lore about like, Wonderful. they need us to have a funeral. Well, it's going to be for a rat. And um, <laughs> that note where they were like, please stop having Matthew do pratfalls at every cold open. Like, please stop that. And they were like, oh, give you, give you, give And they just, every single episode ends with him coming, like, even if he's not at the scene, entering just to fall down. And I'm like... <laughs> I love, I just love that so much. Yeah. And it was never, it's weird though, too, to be that show and also be a show that was constantly on the verge of going the fuck away. Like they did not care. They're like, no, 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 we're just going to continue. And, you know, I'm sure Paul Sims has a lot to do with that atmosphere, but like to continually just push those buttons while you're on the verge of getting the ax is uh, ballsy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know why. (laughs) Well, I mean, like they also became. I mean, they were also, like, the rowdy table at all, like, the award shows and stuff. Oh, yeah. From, they like, weren't allowed to come back to the SAG Awards. Yeah. <laughs> they were literally told, you cannot come back. Which, that's the show you want to be on, I think. Like, yeah, yeah. right. That's... I agree. Oh, we didn't ask. Okay, how were, how how young were you when you first saw that? Did you see it in its original run? Yeah, yeah. I So, like, I got into... I mean, I, I'm a TV child, you know, so I... I got into like ninety fall ninety four is when I is when I consider I graduated to like adult television. I was ten, okay, because um, I started watching Friends and ER with like episode one, mm-hmm. and you know along with Friends came Seinfeld and uh, News Radio debuted mid season that season, mm-hmm. like January ninety five. So I probably started watching it with season two because I just couldn't get enough NBC and I would just watch everything and i mm-hmm. followed news radio to its bajillion time slots like i yeah. watched it every week because when you are 11 i guess i was 11 at the time i slot news radio in with uh like john henson era talk soup mst3k oh, yeah. sure. space ghost coast to coast mm-hmm. um third rock from the sun there were all these shows that came out around that time that were the shows i would like not sneak watch, but it's like, these are my shows. My parents sure. don't watch these shows. I found these shows. These are mine. And news radio was like mm-hmm. top of that heap. It <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I just loved it. Was it, uh, <laughs> did, were you a TV or in your own room kid? I'm always yeah. curious about this. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Did you, 
Did you ever accidentally miss an episode because they moved it without really telling anyone like they have done in the past? <laughs> I don't think, I think because I, I just watched NBC like almost all the time. So <laughs> odds are I was going to see it. Like I would, um, I would watch ABC every now and then because I like Drew Carey's show. Sure. Uh, and, and I watched, I watched a lot of Home Improvement. <laughs> oh when boy. I did a home when I did a home improvement rewatch, I was like, "Well, I stopped watching it like season four or five, right?" Uh, and then I'm like, "Oh my god, no! I think I watched the first like eight seasons of Home Improvement," <laughs> which I still will go to. I'll, I mean, I'll go to bat for the first like two seasons of Home Improvement. Okay. It's my it is my favorite family sick of my least favorite genre of sitcoms. It uh-huh. is my favorite, I think. Okay, because I, I mean, don't, that's fair. Give me coworkers. Please. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, why is colors. that? What is that, though? Why is that for you? And then let's extrapolate from there why it is for everybody else in the world. <laughs> well, I think that mostly it is... I think that it does have to do with being gay in a way, because there mm-hmm. is a... He- well, there's just like an oppressive heteronormativity in middle America. Like, is mm-hmm. just... The, mm-hmm. And also, those since those shows are so geared towards families, like writing isn't as sharp or like it is way mm-hmm. more prone to going into like dramatic territory where like this is the week that DJ befriends a old man with Alzheimer's or you know like <laughs> that kind of stuff that's like sure. I don't wanna see that's that. comedy gold my yeah. friend <laughs> well, I mean, like, if you go back if you go back and watch Family Ties like the first oh my God! The Someone's... first couple episodes are like they're fighting nuclear war. Um, <laughs> Alex is losing his virginity to a college girl, maybe Holy against shit. his will, sort of. Like, oh, no. What about the touch? Like, there was, was a touchy uncle uh, for yes, Mallory. Yes, there like, was in the a first multiple... season. Like, what the? Fuck? Yeah, and it's like, Whoa. what is happening? <laughs> and, and I think it's because like they know there's like this weird vibe of like we know kids are gonna watch, so therefore. Yeah. You've got to teach them something. And then also just like kid actors are generally like, ugh. The, th- the reason that home improvement works for me is because uh, Patricia Richardson, Jill, is the one of the greatest actors to ever be. She is yeah. so uh, natural, real, like really funny. Um and I think that she just elevates all that material. She like pulls Tim Allen up, and then mm-hmm. you know for kid actors, JTT is really good. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's no and, doubt about it. And Home Improvement really didn't get into the lessons as much as a Full House. Although I mean, like Full House is my favorite garbage watch. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there is something about like Cheers and News Radio and Golden Girls are like my. That is a thing I can relate to. I can relate to mm-hmm. having coworkers. It's why I love the Bob Newhart shows because mm-hmm. it is one of the only shows where you have a couple who are forty who do not have children and don't want children. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, that is my life. Like that is that's mm-hmm. I see myself in that. And it is a uh, everyone's well, got to have kids. The three you so. named though, the first three that you named, I mean, are also and, and I think Golden. The thing I love about Golden Girls is it's very overt about it, and it's very much a find your group, a find your group of friends. That's your yeah. new family kind of situation, yeah. and you know that is that's an element of it, especially if you are an outsider kid of any stripe. You're like, oh yeah, oh I can find these people. I'm not stuck with these fucking hillbillies I was raised by. You I'm know. just telling like. <laughs> 
the 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 friends were my only friends in mm-hmm. in middle school. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I was the nerdy picked on kid, uh, and and those first four seasons of Friends like just are ingrained in my brain and a really comfortable happy spot because like I just I know they're they're all my uh, oldest friends, and then the mm-hmm. show went totally off the rails in yeah. my opinion. Uh, but that's. Hot topic. I have not rewatched that show since it originally aired, and I what? think it's because news radio is the only one I've really revisited. I think, I think that's why. Is Friends worth rewatch? Because also, if we want to talk about, it, I mean, there's plenty of gay panic on that show where it's just like, and is that later on in the show? It's later run? on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is. Yeah, when it does is. it? When does it go off the rails for you? Because I, I remember I watched it back in the day, but I definitely. It's around season uh, three or four. I kind of stopped watching. Yeah, it's again. the first four seasons, and like halfway into five ish, mm-hmm. um, the are, are are unimpeachable in my. I think that it has okay. one of the best first seasons of a show and one of the best pilots because like it starts off, it 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 starts off. It's a scary alchemy of like those six actors all immediately having chemistry, knowing their characters. Like mm-hmm. Joey and Phoebe are it's like kind of off, but they're still very funny and mm-hmm. very confident. And so like there's there and there's also like a lot of nuance and depth to all of the performances. And but then like I think that this is true of any show that goes on ten years, the personalities all just get whittled down to like. We've been doing this show for five years. We know that if Monica's bossy and Joey eats a lot, we're going to get laughs. So just yeah, yeah, like yeah. do that. And the latter half of Friends, I've always wanted to actually do this where rewatching all of Friends and just mapping out where the conflict is coming from because mm-hmm. it feels like in the first four seasons, the conflict is external. And it's like people like exes or parents or bosses or whatever are coming to the Friends and they're like having to, you know, like deal with it. Last six seasons, it feels like it's all internal, okay. and they're all fighting each other, and they're all competing with each other, and it's like, well, that's not the vibe I want. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. always sunny. Like that's you know, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's not that's friends fair. because the show is titled <laughs> Friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then after that, like Chandler, who is again one of my entry point characters. Uh, just becomes nothing but gay panic, right? Um, which did it weird. Which is someone that identified with Chandler also kept me in the closet a lot longer. So thanks, writers. See and stuff like that. Where I should, yeah. that's where I'm always like, oh, okay, that's super fun. That's great. That's gotta make you real. We're, yeah, yeah. There, you know, and you know what's interesting too is like uh, how pop culture has that kind of power. I I have a friend named Craig Bishop who uh, is like I am a massive fan of Grease Two, and Grease Two helped him come out. Grease oh, wow. 2 is what is like the thing and it by the way only about very straight characters but like <laughs> because it was about hiding yourself he was just like and it's obviously a super gay movie uh he 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 came out because of this insanely stupid and I love it but it's a dumb movie yeah. um but it's interesting how these things have the power to do that but at the same time also be like oh I guess I should just sit here and shut up yeah, like I wrote an article about there's a season one episode of Friends. I think it might be like the ninth episode where the plot is a gay guy at no 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 Chan one of Chandler's straight coworkers mistakes him for gay, and then okay. that sends Chandler down like literally the exact same kind of spirals I had in you know high school and college. Sure. Yeah, uh, and and then it ultimately is like well no he's not gay because the gay guy at work is like oh you are 
definitely not. Like, you're not uh-huh. good enough for that other gay guy. You're not uh-huh. hot enough for him. And it's like, uh, and I wrote, I wrote an article about, like, if this show, which already included a lesbian couple that was, oh, in man. retrospect, treated very well and were clearly right, and Ross was horrible, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and it had the first ever gay wedding on television, like, wow. it was so okay. progressive in those ways. And it's like, if they had had the guts to actually make Chandler gay and yep. have him explore that, like, it... It feels weird to say, but it's just like Friends could have changed my life a good eleven years before it <laughs> yeah. happened, but they didn't. Yeah, well, you know things work out. <laughs> but representation doesn't matter. Who cares? No, that's who cares? not important. <laughs> I mean, you know, and that's the other thing too is like we talk about it a bit on 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 this show about news radio. Though there are some very specifically there are gay jokes, and they're mostly of bad taste. They are then blown off and blown away, but it's not... I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to know your perspective on the gay jokes, particularly. I, yeah, it's... Because, like, uh, Halloween has a lot. Be- <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the thing is, is it's just they're funny. Because it's like, I was a biker. Gay biker. <laughs> I mean, and that's always felt more like a comment on... Well, yeah. I, 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 am I justifying? I'm probably over-justifying. But it, it feels is, like, more yeah, like a comment like, on Joe being an idiot. But Yeah, it's the thing is, like... It's one of the I don't know. It's it's a really weird thing of like, if it's a good joke, it ah, you know like I mean yeah it is kind of homophobic that no matter what Matthew dresses, this character who, as far as we know, identifies as straight is gonna mm-hmm. look air quote gay like yeah that is stereotyping blah 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 but it's also just like. <laughs> him dressing up, him thinking that his construction worker outfit is like butch or whatever. I know. It's I a, mean, it's that's funny because he's so wimpy. Uh, <laughs> and I, but then there's also that joke where like when Dave is in drag and yep. Joe's like, "Hey, uh, I I know a guy that can hook you up with some parties. You'll make a lot of money." And it's yep. sincere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, uh huh. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And there's also the same, uh, I think in the same moment, there's Jimmy who suddenly has to question his sexuality because of Dave's legs, which, by the way, if you were me as a kid, you were also doing at the same time. Um, So, I mean, come on. It also then makes me think of maybe my favorite such joke on the show, which is when Matthew has the mustache and Bill just gives him the biggest kiss on the planet. And it's one of my favorite things on the show. (laughs) Ever. That wasn't uh, entirely unpleasant. I mean, it's perfect. It's a perfect. There's no judging there at all. Yeah. And that's one of the few moments on a sitcom from that era where I'm like, oh, no, that was straight up, straight up gay. It's good. I also feel like Bill experimented uh-huh. at some point. <laughs> There's a like, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. It's like, no oh, doubt. Everyone, on, everyone in the news radio cast, Bill's gone to some clubs. Bill's done some stuff. <laughs> For sure, can we can we be sure that prostitutes uh, that sex workers apartment wasn't actually Bill's? Maybe that was yeah. just him explaining it away. Maybe those I mean, toys like, were his. Even before I knew I was gay, like watching mm-hmm. news radio, I had the hugest crush on Phil Hartman. I mean, he's, sure. I still he's so handsome. I, I mm-hmm. really just he's such a dream. Uh, I remember going to see like he was in House Guest, right? Yes, yep. House Guest yep. and Jingle yep. All the Way. Uh-huh. Wasn't he in Jingle All the Way? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. Sinbad was in both of those too. Uh-huh. That? Oh my! Wow, best friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> best best. They could have been Lemon and Matha. Uh, oh god, that would have been cool. Um, I would have loved that odd couple. But I remember like going to see those movies and being like, "Oh, there he is again." I like looking at his face. Why? You know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And now I did, know. <laughs> did you know Hartman? Were you an SNL kid or? No, I mean, like, I knew it existed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I became an SNL person in high school when, um, in my high school, drama was a class you took. It wasn't like, you didn't sign up. The plays weren't extracurricular. Like, you had mm-hmm. to be in the class to be in the plays. Okay. So it was a class we took every day. And, you know, when you're a drama teacher, some days you're like, we're just going to put in best of Chris Farley. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so, you know... I, I, she would just put in like best of Mike Myers, best of Dana Carvey. I do oh remember God. adamantly being like, "Can we please watch best of Phil Hartman?" And then the class did not pay attention. Come on now, kids! What? And, Come yeah. on, kids! You fucking, oh, you basic little fuckers! Yeah, God damn I, it. I, I, I will say uh, when my husband and I got our cats two years ago, and we were trying to find names. I suggested Phil and Jan <laughs> after Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks. Because he he loves Jan Hooks and I love Phil Hartman and mm-hmm. they, for some reason we didn't for some reason we didn't go with that and they are instead Jean Parmesan and Dolores Van Dolores Van Cartier. <laughs> I mean, those are both very good. Yeah, I thought, I thought you were gonna say Choo Choo Admitment. Yeah, Choo Choo Admitment. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, not true. But Choo Choo Admitment. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have, so silly have y'all y'all talked to Vicky Lewis, right? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, like. If there is one unsung uh, hero of 90s sitcoms who sh- is due for a, um, I don't know, like a Fran Drescher sans. Like, uh-huh. I feel like people talk about, like, the nanny and the nanny fashion place. Beth on news radio. Oh, yeah. Is, I have on my phone, and ever since I got an iPhone, and you could name folders, the folder for my... <laughs> From my social media thing is titled oh. Internot. You nerd. I love it. <laughs> Internet, yes. Internot. And that's all it's. There's just her delivery, the way that she yeah. takes things that are written on the page. I think it's like this is the best example of what a sitcom performer is, is Vicki mm-hmm. Lewis, because you look at the lines on the page and they are bland, secretary, blah, blah, Absolutely. blah, blah. And the way that she moves and like drags out certain syllables, which she's yep. just like. Throws her arms down and like walks. <laughs> she just is like she's like a a, a a loose cannon Muppet that's just like a Broadway loose cannon Muppet that's just in the middle of all of it, and she's mm-hmm. just so good. And I well, she, I, I do remember us talking to her because she was saying that the the pilot like there wasn't much for her to do, so no. well she she brought in the gum just to be chewing that all the time, but then she I, it was her kind of adding like the sarcastic. You know, yeah, I'll get your coffee kind of attitude as opposed to it just saying, you know, yeah, I'll get your coffee. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. She's. Yeah. Well, there's Did... also the, one of the things that uh, people, and I hate to beat the, it's, it's uh, I hate to beat it over and over again, but there's always just like, Phil Hartman can make anything funny. We know that's true. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. I'm never going to deny that. But the, the, the thing that people then forget is that Vicki Lewis had the exact same power. Mm-hmm. She, and it's one of the reasons why I think we've established on the show, we're like, yeah, she's the other, like, fucking, she's the other powerhouse on the show. And I love everybody equally. Yeah. But she has that same powerhouse power, which is to take <laughs> nothing lines, because they know they couldn't write for women as well as they could write for men. They know that, and definitely yeah. couldn't write for women of color. But she fucking just nails it every time and gives it a new twist. Oh, and she's doing shit in and- the background. If you pay attention, she's doing shit. 
She did she design shit. her own? Did she, who did her? Clo- did y'all talk to the? Uh, wardrobe? Yeah, Llewellyn, Llewellyn Harper did the, did the wardrobe, and she, but they did co-design essentially. You know, obviously Llewellyn's going to get the credit, but like they did yeah. work. She's like, well, what do you like this? Do you like this? And she would pull from fabrics, usually taking 1940s swimsuits and then turning that into a dress. That was normally their their thing. <laughs> Just Did like, y'all ever find uh, credence to the long urban legend that, like, Kathy Griffin would be seen wearing the exact same looks, like, a season later on I mean, on that's Seven what Lee they Susan. say. I mean, I yeah. have never, oh. I have never actually tried to, to, you know what? Oh, God, it's not, It's Should not available that? anywhere, but... Oh, it isn't? Darn. I, um. Yeah, because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've thought about pitching that to work. If suddenly yeah. Susan ever becomes available to stream anywhere, like I yeah. want to actually go through. Because, uh, yeah, Vicky's, or, um, God, wait, no, her name is Vicky on Suddenly Susan, it is, isn't I it? I think, I think so, yeah. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's wow. real weird. Every office has a sassy redhead. Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you go back to Bob Newhart's show, his secretary mm-hmm. redheaded uh, Marsha Wallace. Come so, on. like. It does go back. I mean, it's a great archetype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not wrong. Have you? Um, uh, okay. Again, I, I I'm not trying to be like, hey, uh, 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 pushing the needles. How many episodes of this have you heard or or listened to? It's okay. I haven't. I haven't listened to it. Okay. I, I absolutely I, fine. No, this well, is good because then I can surprise you more. Yeah, um, yeah. I need. To, I, now I'm like, oh God, I need to like well, track down. Alan, these show him the thing that I want you to show him. You know what I want you to oh. show him. Just because this is fun. There we go. It's one of the abses. That's from what? Dave's desk. Whoa, oh my God. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. No, <laughs> sack of shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Right? Uh, are you a fan of the space episode? Oh, yeah. Give me one second. Of course. <laughs> uh, Alan, really quickly. Uh, oh, never. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you in a second. <laughs> you, you can say whatever you want, Alan. <laughs> We're just going to sit here in silence, Jason. No. Uh... <laughs> It's so funny you mentioned the uh, just in terms of the character Beth though, like uh, I, I think sitcom wise, uh, for me like she has the most infectious laugh I have heard from any yeah. other character ever. Like <laughs> she's so good. So here's the only right. annoying part. So I know a lady who sells a bunch of these radio costumes. Go on the website, no Phil Hartman. And I figured that's because everybody's bought it all up. She's like, no, I actually was told to destroy or throw it all away after he passed away, after he was killed, because they didn't want. Brillstein didn't want them people buying it because a dead man had worn them. Oh, God, yeah. So it's very sad. Uh, the good thing is she did find some of his ties, and Alan and I each have a Phil Hartman tie from the show. Oh, oh. Hold on now. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is better. This is Phil's suit from the space episode. Oh, my God. Which is mine. Mine, mine, mine. I want to kiss it. Uh, I have not worn it yet. I'm trying to find... I'm thinking author photo for my next book. What do yes. we think? I just wear yeah, this, yeah. right? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, yeah. I have, and I have had to scale because the patches aren't there. I've had the patches made so that I can, so that it'll, yeah, it fits perfectly up there. Isn't that, anyway, I just thought you'd appreciate that. So I don't know if it's still got his musk on it, but you know, I'm just going <laughs> to assume that that's Phil Hartman's musk and be happy with it because. I, the necktie thing is, I, I, that is, that's a road I don't need to go down, is right. buying my style icons. <laughs> I will just tell you she is selling them now. Wait, what? Huh? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'll gonna, put you in yeah. contact, contact if <laughs> yeah, you want. I, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, because I, uh-huh. I, I need... I, She's <laughs> selling them with wardrobe binders, by the way. So it's going to cost a lot of money, but they're worth it. I have scanned <laughs> I have a, a lot of the wardrobe binders. I have binders. a tax she, return com- coming. Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> Now, uh, what do you tell your husband this is? Like, why Why was? do you have to justify a Phil no. Hartman purchase? No, you're fine. You're fine I, I, he, I've, I've bought 
I'm just like, what? Look around my office. It's like, what weird thing can I point to? <laughs> I mean, that's fair. That's fair. It's, it's uh, I, I, I have, I um, I run, I run um, style Instagrams for uh, Bob Hartley from the Bob New Hart Show and Jonathan Hart from Heart to Heart, just documenting everything they wore. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of my. I just want one of Robert Wagner's neckerchiefs, like really bad. Sure. I just want one. And I know his daughter follows the account. We've DM'd. I dressed oh up God. as Jonathan Hart for Halloween. And she was like, Dad, love this. And I'm just like, you fucking showed 90-year-old oh, Robert Wagner my Halloween my costume. My fucking okay. God. Are you kidding um, me? So wow. So I'm just like, I want, I just want just one neckerchief. Mm-hmm. Just like sub. He's got thousands, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I love, I mean, like, Phil, like, <clears throat> Bill's... Bill's vibe mm-hmm. is well. He has a couple of modes. Like there's, yeah. I don't like the the slick Y two K mode that he's in sometimes. Where mm-hmm. like the hair slicked back, he's wearing a lot of black. And I'm like, that's well. Yeah. I like side part glasses, earth tones, okay, tweeds and wools, and like that is Pete. It's so he's so fashionable. Oh yeah, but yeah, like yeah. They, they also, um, it was like they would just change how he looked episode to episode. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, especially when you know he had just. Oh, it was also weird when like they had to dye his hair because he'd been in a like the shitty Bilko movie and yeah. all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it, so it is weird because like most shows, it's like oh, you could, like on Bob Newhart's show, you can be like, oh, this is a later season episode because uh, Carol Kester has. Uh, the perm oh sure earlier seasons it's more feathered but it's like bill is like no he's wearing his glasses or not wearing his glasses just indiscriminately Uh Mm uh-huh yeah i could never you know i really now that you say that i wish we'd ask llewellyn about those specific choices was this like a phil doesn't want to do this today kind of situation (laughs) you kind of wonder like well like sometimes he's wearing like the weird um the weird like retro bowling mm. shirts under his suit coat and it's like well that's oh. different than like when he would wear like a three-piece suit and right it, it, it's there's different modes uh to build there's layers to building now oh absolutely <laughs> let me see if i can pull this up uh is this gonna look oh you can't fucking see it well that doesn't do me any god oh no photos. i was well, trying I to show that. you a great photo of phil hartman he says the other thing is most of the, the uh, polaroids were supposed to be destroyed too that were in the the wardrobe but some of them have survived and i have them oh um, my god so i have a few behind the scenes Including a space one, including one from space. Him and Candy like holding each other. It's the cutest when, thing I've ever seen. When is the when is like the news radio book gonna happen? Working on it, I hope. Like, I like the you. the here is like the definitive. Here is how it was made. That's what I'm hoping to turn all these interviews into. Yeah. I will tell you, a friend of the show is volunteered. She's like, you should do that. I will transcribe every interview for you for free because I type 120 <laughs> words a minute. I'm like, okay, well, thank you so much. But it's one of those things that I would love to do because also we've talked to Vicky and Vicky's like, yeah, I have all these behind the scenes photos and shit. And it's like, and I, by the way, I, I, I have others that people have posted and it, that's what you want that to be. It's just then what's the market besides th- these three men in this room right now? Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's a hard. huge, a huge, mar- okay. So like I'm currently, um, writing, uh, I'm currently writing a biography of Hayden Rourke who played Dr. Bellows and I Dream of Genie. So like, yeah. it's even, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, just because he was, uh, gay and out in the thirties to the seventies. And it's, um, people need to listen to the episode of your show about him. Yeah. That was enough to make me absolutely <laughs> read the book because it's That's, fucking yeah, fascinating. It's one of those, like, as soon as I start talking about it, people are like, oh my God. But if yeah, I just yeah, say yeah. like, I'm writing a biography about the fourth most popular character from my dream of Genie, it's like, okay, well, that's oh, uh, weird. That's uh, <laughs> is it about the bottle? 
<laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, the bottle is probably more memorable than Dr. Bellows, but still, he's, he's great. And uh, and so, yeah, like, it, I, there is a market. I mean, I think you've cultivated that market with this show, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's an Instagram presence, right? Like, Not, well, I, I will mean, say that Jason, very like, little. I'm ba- very bad. For all that I've been podcasting for ten years, I'm going to cut this part out. But I will tell you this: I'm very bad at cultivating an audience. Yeah, it's hard. I, I've it got sucks. I've got I've got three figure followers on everything I do. Loaf yeah. three figures on something. I'm I'm just and that's why while I'm an okay writer, I can't get an agent to fucking give two shits about anything I write. You know, yeah. it's one of those things. What are you going to do? Yeah, that's one of those like it's <clears> really uh, frustrating. <laughs> that's why like must have seen TV keeps going on a hiatus. Is just like if I had people beating down my door to hear right. more. Right. I know every episode gets like 200 downloads yeah. and I feel bad for letting those people down, but it's also right. just like a lot is going on in the year 2021 and oh, yeah. I'm trying to get, uh, <laughs> get my, get my act together. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I think there is a, there is unquestionably a market for it, especially as, especially as our generation gets older and those shows become more, Vital. I, mm-hmm. I think that the one of the problems is that it is not on Netflix or Hulu or Prime. Oh, it's hugely. on. It's on Crackle, and they only have <sighs> like rotating. I know. Season edit. Crackle is Sony is fully wild. Sony has an amazing yeah. TV library, and they're like, yeah. you know what? We really don't want to do anything with this. We actually uh-huh. actively uh-huh. want people to not watch Bewitched or All in the Family. Oh, like, it's so. I don't. I don't get it. And it's not like you. You do not have a vault. You're not Disney. You can't pull yeah. this shit. Just give us what we want. Uh, or license if, it out. Make money. Like, uh huh. Yeah. And they. And you know, I will tell you the times they've done it. I think they sold the DVD rights from News Radio to some other company temporarily, and that's when those really shitty DVD releases got put out. They weren't put out by Sony. Oh, they yeah. were put out by some third party, and that's why everybody was getting like cracked cases because it was ten, twenty discs stacked yeah. like this. God. And I'm just like, yeah. So that's that's what happened. Sony did Sony, those get come your with special together. features? Uh, you know what? I don't even know because I didn't buy them. Obviously, that, I already had yeah, them. But yeah, yeah. The, the special features are what you want. From Sony's that, like, we like, don't need to do anything. We own Spider Man. We're fine. It's like, okay, Sony. You, there are some other things you could do. With, yeah. With, well, especially now <laughs> that it's just like literally every big corporations like we need a streaming service i know you don't think we do yeah, but we need yeah. paramount plus hbo yeah. max peacock i mean i mean do columbia plus sony do whatever you gotta do like, yeah, we'll like put- they have crackle on it's well actually no chicken oh that's soup right for that the is soul. them isn't it right well they sold most of it to chicken soup for the soul i'm sorry what yeah <laughs> so chicken soup for the soul is a big enough corporation that they can buy a property from sony that involves yeah. the kind of infrastructure that is needed to stream video yeah, so that's why there's a lot of Chicken Soup for the Soul content <laughs> sneakily on Crackle. And also, I think that what? a lot of the ads they play during are Chicken Soup for the Soul. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> Which is true. What is going bizarre. on? I mean, honestly, it sounds like a news radio joke. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. No, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul. <laughs> God, I love uh, Jimmy James. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, now that we're talking about it, Brett, I don't. All my shit is packed away um, for reasons. But I have one of the rocket fuel bottles I wanted to show you too, but oh. that's packed away. It's not used. It is not one that touched Phil Hartman's wait. lips. But oh, what do I you got? I can get this out. Hold on. What do you got? Oh, oh Alan's gas. Also, wait. Can you see it if I? Can you see that? There you go. That's a Jimmy James Incorporated uh, orange jumpsuit from oh that episode. My God. And I realized after that I, I got it. I'm like, wait, Phil wears one of those in that episode. So oh, there we go. Alan's bring over his so you can see it better. All right, there you go. Uh. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, any not of these... as exciting as a spacesuit, but still well, that's still God. Any of the, as we've established, Alan, uh, any of these could have been worn by Phil Hartman, except I think yours specifically has a name tag on it that is some extra's name. If oh, I'm not okay. mistaken. I was like, Whoa, what? Yeah, right. Tom Bezlek. Oh, Tom Bezlek, if you're out there, you're welcome to come on the show at any time. Talk about all come, your experiences as an extra on news radio. <laughs> Please and thank you. All of this um, is making me realize that I need to yeah. figure out a way to make a WMYX Speedo. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll never wear it, but I'll probably buy one. Yeah, um, I, I... I have no body confidence. You should put that. You should put it going vertical, though. <laughs> right, just right on the Johnson is what we're talking <laughs> no, about? Not okay. even the, the seat. Well, I think something on the hip. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. also... On, so, yeah, I'm going to figure... I'm going to figure this out. If you... If, <laughs> wait, they, I mean, if they've got... Where you can, where you can print to order masks... They must do speedos. Or yeah, no. Um, this company called Splish does, mm-hmm. which, which sounds—I've only ever typed it. Saying it out loud sounds mm-hmm. disgusting. It sounds real gross. Um, yeah, you're not wrong. I I bought one that is, I specifically. I'm insane. I bought one specifically to wear when I go to hotel pools in non-urban areas like Tennessee, okay. St. Louis, and it is neon pink. And in the back, in like Munster's letters, it says fight toxic masculinity <laughs> on the back in blue, so in like good. electric blue. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. I'm, so uh, I'm a madman. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, you can you can make your own. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can Please, that out. if you do, uh, we'll happily spread the word about it on, <laughs> you know, to our our followers. Uh, and they're, you know, uh, okay, let's talk about this uh, before before we let you go. Um, well, we've we've established what your favorite character is. We've established what your favorite episodes are. Oh, let's do this. Um, season six. It, we've already established it. Paul does not want to do it. Paul seems <clears throat> to have said he doesn't want to do it. But... <clears throat> Season he threatened six. us every time we brought it up. Yeah, basically, yeah. He sends a lawyer to our house. Um, season six or a movie. Which which of the two would be better to close this all up if they wanted to? Uh, a, like, shortened season six. Like yeah. a, you know, uh, five-part truncated, like, streaming streaming show kind of yeah yeah, yeah. some short yeah i don't because i think the the rhythm and structure of news radio is Mm -hmm. one of the most important things and i do not know how you stretch that out to 80 minutes i was thinking the same thing yeah you really need 20 minute like still like it's jazz man i don't Mm -hmm. know if it'll jazz (laughs) but like yeah you have to you have to honor that rhythm Running into uh, you're running into Billy Crystal territory there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to find it. So I will tell you, season six again. It, it, I I honestly love that you have not heard the show, if only because. So I have the script for the finale of the show, mm. in New Hampshire. Yeah. And in it, at the end of it, there are three pages that are entitled six oh one, and it's the first scene of what would have been season six. And they wrote it and they shot it. That's another reason I want those VHS tapes because if it's out there, I want to see it. And we interviewed one of the people who's in it. And it's basically, the gag is, everybody's named like extra one, extra two, and extra, they don't have real names. So the gag is, extras have been pulled from the background, and they've become this competent staff, and Dave's like, oh, I don't have to do anything anymore. I might as well go to New Hampshire, is what you can tell it's leading to. (laughs) So it's such a good gag. It's beautiful, and it's ready to go. You know? If that that footage is out there, too, then the the, the preamble is ready. Oh, my God. thought you'd appreciate that. Um... Brett, thank you very much for doing the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and letting me ramble. You're welcome to come back if you also want to like break down an episode we've already talked because we talked about them all. So if you want to come back and do a specific episode from your point of view, that would be great. 
Oh yeah. Um, but tell people where they can find you and all your many projects and <laughs> and to, and what what to listen to. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at Brett White. Uh, you can also read the words that I write at decider.com uh, slash author slash Brett White. I just spent the last two months putting my superhero and sitcom expertise uh, to work on WandaVision and some of the most grueling and rewarding and intense uh, writing I've ever done in my life. So mm-hmm. please go go there. <clears throat> um, and uh, my podcast is Must Have Seen TV, which is on hiatus, but like all hundred and... I don't know, 110 episodes. I I mean, I interviewed John Aston about amazing. Adam's family and Batman wow. and like that oh. is <laughs> I mean, go go yeah, I don't know. I, that just hit me and I'm like that's I can't believe that happened. Uh, that was episode right. 100. Um and I mean, that's probably yeah, Instagram decider. Mm-hmm. And also I'm right I follow at Hayden Rourke on in, on Twitter if you are an I dream of genie person and want to follow this biography process. I, I'm not even an idea. I, I like it fine, but I'm not a massive fan, but I will read that book. I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not even a massive fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just a show that I watched a lot as a kid, and I think yeah. he's a delightful, fascinating person. He's very fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alan, do you have anything you would like to promote now? Uh, just follow me on TikTok, Instagram. It's all the same handle. At Alan Rickard, A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T. Easy to spell. Jason, what do you got to promote? Sure. I'm the person whose handle is different everywhere you go. Twitter, J-Klom, J-K-L-A-M-M. Uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Jason Klom, K-L-A-M-M. Um, I don't know. Go to StolenDress.com. That's where all my other stupid podcasts are. And yes, they're all stupid. Um, worth listening to. Sure. Why not? Um, uh <laughs> I feel like there's something else I was going to bring up, but who gives a fuck? Uh, Alan, there's just one thing left to say, and that is catch, catch you later, cakes. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!